Hey folks, this is Jesse Cope, back with another episode of the American Soul Podcast. Hope y'all are doing well, wherever y'all are, whatever part of the day you're in. Sure to appreciate y'all joining me and giving me a little bit of your time. I know y'all have a dozen other things pulling at you today, I'm sure. So hopefully it gives you something to look forward to for those of y'all that Come back each day. Hopefully it gives you something to look forward to each day. Makes you uh, laundry or dishes or changing diapers or cleaning or driving up and down the road. or Waiting on a meeting or conference period, getting ready in the morning, whatever it is. Hopefully it makes the time pass a little bit. Not much on the homestead. Kind of chilly still. Has been. We'll see. Trying to find some motivation to get back to work on the garden. And I'm I'm not having much. I guess that's the problem with the ease of the blessing of being able to walk into a supermarket and get food is it takes away some of that drive, that hunger that drives you on. At any rate, Father, thank you for today. Thank you for you, Father, and your Son, Jesus Christ, and your Holy Spirit. Thank you for the time to record this podcast. Thank you for the people that listen to it. Be with them and their families. God, and bless them. Surround us with your angels, Father. Help us to do your will, whatever that is, each day. To seek you first. To love you with our whole heart, mind, soul, and strength. To love our neighbors as ourselves. Give us patience. Give us perseverance. Help us to turn away from the idols that we have made today. of silver and gold entertainment sports ourselves help us to turn to you Lord to focus on you to trust you to know that you have what is best in mind for us even if we can't see it or or don't want to see it. Guide our steps, Father, and guide my words here, please. In your son's name we pray, amen. So we read through Patrick Henry's speech, Give Me Liberty or Give Me Death, on the previous podcast. We're going to kind of go through and break it down. You could spend a lot of time on this. But at any rate, I pulled this from a different source today, one I use from time to time, the Avalon Project. It's from Yale Law School. Uh, Pretty good source for a lot of our historical documents, excuse me, online. So, and it's, there's snippets of it, maybe the whole thing in the 
one of these, the Patriot's Bible or Founder's Bible or America's God and Country Encyclopedia of Quotes. But there's definitely parts of it in all those three books. So this first paragraph here, uh, Patrick Henry talking about different men seeing the same subject in different lights and that we need to be able to express those different opinions uh, freely and without reserve. You know, that's one of the the great things about freedom of speech. And there's times where you think other people really don't need to be saying what they're saying. But that's kind of how freedom of speech works. That's one of the things that makes the efforts uh, both of of the government, sadly, you look at some of the things that have just come out just this year, even about uh, searching the FBI using specific criteria like religious texts, which it's impossible not to see the Bible as as one of their targets, uh, which is ironic because if you were going to do that based on actions today across the world. Uh, the Quran would be the one that you, you know, we don't have this this mass of Christian terrorists rampaging around the, the globe, raping and pillaging and plundering. Uh, and when you see anyone that, that claims to be, in fact, you've got a great example. I was going to say, when you see anyone that claims to be Christian and and really goes against the Bible, you, you see Christians who actually follow God's word come out strongly against it. Uh, especially against our own who claim to be doing something in the name of Christ. Uh, you saw a Super Bowl, uh, which so many people watched. Uh, and maybe we'll talk about that on a different podcast. But at any rate, uh, the there's a singer who I'm sure you all know. And if you don't, by the grace of God, then I'm not going to throw their name out there. Uh, that came out talking about how they were a Christian, and yet they support things that go blatantly against God's word. Well, there's been a lot of people that have come out and said, no, you don't. That's not how this works. But you don't see that with the followers of the Quran uh, when they're, again, raping, pillaging, and plundering. And it's so you, you go back, I'm getting off track. The The censorship from the government you know, we're going to look for people that follow God and Jesus Christ because we're not really a big fan of them, which is hugely ironic also because we're a nation born on the gospel of Jesus Christ. And then, as Patrick Henry said, who we're talking about today, that's another great quote. If I have time today, I'll read through it again. And then you look at the censorship of, of tech you know, what everybody calls big tech, especially the little, the social media platforms, uh, Twitter or X, whatever you want to call it, Instagram, Facebook, so many of those, TikTok, you have the suppression of truth because you have the suppression of God and Jesus Christ. And... And so Patrick Henry here saying, you know, we've got to we've got to be able to talk about this stuff. We've got to be able to talk about the truth. And he says in particular, because 
this question is nothing less than the question of freedom and sla or slavery. And, and that's, that's absolutely where we are again today, folks. Uh, we're not in the exact same situation that they were in, but the question before us today is freedom or slavery. If we go back to our foundation and the principles of Christ, there's freedom, liberty. If we continue down this path of the left, there's slavery, just like in China, Russia, Iran, North Korea, Nazi Germany, etc. And that's the choice, folks. That is the choice. Outside of some miracle by God, which I say often on here, those are our, our choices. And the, the one is going to take a fight, a civil war, the better of the two outcomes, probably. Maybe not. But either way, whether it's a fight or not, turning back to God is the only way that we get back to freedom and liberty and avoid slavery. You know what he says here? The truth, right? Getting to the truth, we have a responsibility to God first and to our country second. And and if we when we keep our opinions back, when we keep the truth back, because we're we're afraid of giving offense, how how much does that sound like us today, folks? How much does that hurt your heart right there when you hear him talking about that through fear of giving offense? Because we don't want to hurt anybody's opinion. We don't want to tell them that abortion is murder. We don't want to tell them that their LGBTQ lifestyle is hurting not only them, but others. We don't want to tell them that illegal immigration is cruel to support, that it promotes sex trafficking. We don't even want to talk about sex trafficking, the real slavery that we have today. We want to talk about a, a type of slavery that hasn't existed for a century and a half. Because we don't want to offend anybody. We don't want to tell somebody they're fat and obese and overweight that might actually help save their lives and improve their health because we don't, we don't want to offend. We don't want to tell them that Jesus Christ is absolutely the only way, the one way out of all the trillions and billions of possible ways that, that you can come up with, the only way to get to God and heaven. That uh, that Muslims, that Islam, that Buddhism, Hinduism, atheism, Mother Natureism, that those are all false religions. We don't want to tell them that because we don't want to offend them. And we don't want to get attacked, too, right? We don't want to tell them that there's only one God, that he's the Father of Jesus Christ, the Son. And that the only way to get to God is through putting faith in Christ, who died for our sins on a cross and was raised three days later. We don't want to offend anybody. And what does Henry say? He said, I should consider myself guilty of treason toward my country and an act of disloyalty toward the majesty of heaven, toward God, which I revere above all earthly kings. So he said, if I don't speak the truth, if I don't tell what's really going on here, it's the same as if I was committing treason against my country and acting disloyally to God. And that's really pretty true, folks. Every time that we refuse to tell the truth, and Lord knows I'm guilty of it, I have a couple of thoughts haunting me right now as I'm talking to y'all. Every time we choose the coward's way out, 
and we can dress it up however we want. Well, I don't want to hurt their feelings. Well, it's none of my business. That's really their business. You know, live and let live. Let them do what they want. Every time we cause pain. Every time. We may cause pain when we tell the truth. In fact, almost assuredly we will. But it won't be anything compared to the pain that is caused by not telling the truth. Because, see, the pain when we tell the truth, the, the pain that the truth causes has the potential, at least, to be short-lived if people accept the truth. Has the potential. But it, it, it much more likely will be short-lived pain versus when we don't tell the truth, and allow that lie to keep on festering. That's a pain that lasts for a long time. The second paragraph here, he talks about indulging in the illusions of hope. Men, right, we're apt to shut our eyes against truth, especially when it's painful. We want to listen, he says, the song of the siren till she transforms us into beasts. We want that hope. You know, there were a lot of people at this time that wanted that hope of reconciliation with Great Britain. You see it today. There's a lot of people that hold out this hope of reconciliation with the left as is. They think, well, if we're just a little bit nicer or maybe we said it differently or if we did X, Y, or Z, then, then they'll come around. And he's going to say it here in a minute. But, uh, you know, what, what is there that we haven't done already that would allow us to be reconciled, right? And we'll talk about that in just a second. But, but this idea is, it's so true. You know it in your own life. You, you like the illusion of hope in our marriages. You know, we've got a problem. We don't want to talk about it. Well, hopefully, they'll just change. Hopefully, or, or oh, we are so good at this. We just distract ourselves today, and it's so easy to do. Watch TV, watch sports, scroll our phone, right? Well, if I'm distracted, then I don't have to think about it. And if I don't have to think about it, it's like, it's like blinders. We really are like a horse in a race, right? You put those blinders on so that they can't see the other horses racing against them. We put these blinders on so we can't see the problems in our life, in our marriage, in our faith, in our country. And, and we, we hold out this illusion, this, this hope that if we can just pretend that everything is going great, that it will. This one line here, just love. Are we disposed to be the number of those who having eyes see not and having ears hear not? The things which so nearly concern their temporal salvation. He pulled that. Oh, some of y'all that know the Bible better than I do. I think maybe Isaiah. But he definitely pulled it out of the Bible. That quote, you know, we've got these eyes, but we don't see. We've got these ears, but we don't hear. So true today, folks. Logically, I mean, I think we talked about this within the last few podcasts, but Look at the budget today of the nation. 
Okay, and now think about your own individual life. Just today, just if you're going to go to the store, and let's say that you want to buy something that's, let's say you want to buy a washing machine that costs $1,000, which is absurd. But at any rate, you want to go buy a washing machine that costs $1,000, and your credit card is already maxed out, and you don't have any money in your account. You can't buy the washing machine. Not to mention the fact that since your credit card's already maxed out, the creditors are going to come calling pretty soon, right? It's just logical. It doesn't work. And yet we keep pretending that we can just keep printing money indefinitely and we're not going to have any problems, right? And, and it's just true across the board. Logically, folks, you can't have people that claim that abortion is murder and some that claim that murdering a child is a right, is birth, health care, whatever, female health care. Those two sides, there's no point at which they mix. Not honestly. I mean, you can pretend one side or the other can, can finagle their own opinion to pretend to make them think that they can meet in the middle, but you can't. Sex is only appropriate inside of a marriage between a man and a woman versus sex is appropriate with whoever you want, whenever you want, however you want. Well, you can't have it both ways, folks. And these are moral issues. These aren't little issues, right? We can have disagreements upon the percentage that we ought to charge for taxes, right? Uh, we can have disagreements on how the public school day ought to be run. And we can have really strong disagreements on that kind of stuff. And as long as they're not moral issues, that's fine. But on these moral issues, folks, there's no meat in the middle, right? Illegal immigration, flooding the country with criminals while we're hurting poor and needy, women and children, widow and orphan, our brother and sister Americans. Right? When you're, when you're hurting the least of these, it becomes an issue that you don't get to equivocate on without showing cowardice at best. I see the end of this paragraph. We'll come back and talk about it some more. Oh, yeah. For my part, whatever anguish of spirit it may cost, I am willing to know the whole truth, to know the worst and to provide for it. Are we? Are we willing to know the whole truth? Are we really willing to know the worst about our nation, our marriage, our faith? Or do we just want just enough to where we can pretend that we're doing what we ought to be doing? We'll start this next paragraph. We'll end with this part. He talks about the only lamp by his feet, which his feet are guided as the lamp of experience. I can't judge the future, but by the past. And judging by the past, the conduct of the British ministry for the last 10 years, you know, how can we possibly have hope, he says, to comfort themselves in the house, these gentlemen? Is it the insidious smile which our petition has been lately received. 
Trust it not, sir. It will prove a snare to your feet. Suffer not yourselves to be betrayed with a kiss. I tell you what, folks. Every time we have thought that we've making some progress, right? You think, okay, the left, they're going to listen a little bit. All we're doing is moving the center of the goalpost a little bit closer to the left. That's it. And every time we comfort ourselves, we solace ourselves, right? Like in the house with these gentlemen about reconciliation with Britain. We say, oh, okay, now we're getting it. Now we're getting it. We're not, folks. We're not. We're just deluding ourselves, setting up a snare for our feet to be betrayed by a kiss. God bless y'all, your families, your marriages. God bless America. We'll talk to y'all again real soon.